okay, this is to obviously the people in God, but to certain people in God. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5 Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates? But I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that ye do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but the ye should do that which is honest. Though we be as reprobates, for we can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and ye are strong, and this also we wish even your perfection. This is a note from St Paul to the Corinthians and it's part of the end of his Corinthian epistle for the second epistle to the Corinthians. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. We talk about the communion um, of the Holy Ghost. Um, so the, the Holy Ghost is what quickens and the ghost or the spirit, if you like, either way is that of God. So those that have the Holy Spirit have that bread and wine. They have that within themselves. Now we can... Be in communion in that way and with other people at the communion table, both in terms of spiritually and with divine ordinances as well, physically. Now, one other day there, um, which I will keep very, very to the point. One other day, I sat down and... Um, I was very careful about this, very humble to make sure I wasn't just seeing something and, you know, not having a beam in my own eye um, on always using everything to make sure I'm progressing myself as well. But there's two people near me during communion and one of them puts their foot on the kneeler, so showing contempt and disrespect for the church that they're in. The other, as a priest, explains about the Eucharist and that it takes away the sins and there is forgiveness for sins and goes into this depth of detail. A person sits beside me saying, that is stupid. So when we hear in this particular um topic of ascension and we understand that even in a point where ascendancy takes place it's not necessarily about what you think with your own eyes it's a spiritual thing it's not about levels of height it is not about places exactly 
but it's actually about the spiritual level within each of us and that even although we can be in that place the devil is still lurking around seeking to steal kill and destroy so we hear about that but we need to be careful and mindful and not presumptuous in our discernment and uh, we need to be careful when we're trying to discern the communion table and those around about but we do need to understand that at the communion table there was even Judas Iscariot who went in and did all the physical things but wasn't there in spirit heart and soul we need to be careful who we're communing with and we need to ask God and pray to God, is this right that we be around these people? What do you want from me, God? Why are these people going to the Lord's table and behaving like this? What is this? What's going on here? And do we need to reassess things? Now, we need to be careful and not offend Jew or Gentile, as it says in the scripture, but we do need to be careful with who we eat with, as St. Paul does say. Ultimately, that should be happening already within that level of communion, that Eucharistic communion should be happening within. If people are going to the table and they do not have that communion already, they're not in a state of grace, and therefore they would be receiving the Eucharist unworthily and in a very dangerous position. It's a mortal sin. In fact, it's an extreme, um, grave, dangerous sin. So we do need to be careful. If we hear that, if we do get evidence, we're not just um, presuming, but we actually hear that evidence and see the evidence, we need to reconsider what's going on here. Should we be with these people? Because Jesus does talk about making boundaries now, before the ascension, we know that Jesus didn't create those boundaries and we hear what Judas did. But post-ascension, with the gift of the Holy Spirit, for those of us that have that gift, we have a new level with the Lord that is risen. And that's a level which creates boundaries. It doesn't just let in anyone into the communion table with us, especially not those that are the Antichrist. Now, what happens if that's still being allowed to occur at the communion table? Does God have provision set aside for these times? Do we still continue? Because we know that the priest and there are many other people that are of a right mind towards Christ. Or do we take a step back because we know, well, there are one or two others that are very clearly not in Christ through what they say or through what they do more so particularly what they say and what comes out of their mouth. Especially during the actual service. What do we do? Let's have a real think about that because it is true during the service we did talk about this need to be careful. I'm talking about the need to be careful and discerning because remember there are times where people um, eat at the communion table or take um, forms of nourishment physically and spiritually that uh, both Jesus and David did in certain ways which were not the norm for tradition but they were of God and they are the leaders in God and to be absolutely 100% respected and bowed down to but then we have the Antichrist that does it for the wrongful reasons and it does it to seek to kill, steal and destroy 
um, for antichrist reasons, for reasons against God. So we need to be very careful, very mindful in our discernment, but very much aware of these two things which can coexist, as was said in the service on Ascension. So this is just an extra part added to this broadcast for furtherance in this. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. This is the day that many will see as the celebration of the day of the Lord's ascension. It is Thursday, the 13th of May, 2021. And in between this time and Pentecost Sunday, there are prayers that our churches here in Christ. So there are churches across um various faith groups that all believe in Christ are coming together in and I'm really happy to say that because it's one of the great achievements of our country here in Scotland in that the different multiple faith groups gather together who believe in Christ as neighbours. These are our real neighbours. This is what it means to love your neighbour. It's to love those that are in Christ. They might be from a Presbyterian faith group. They might be from an Episcopalian faith group. They might be from the Catholic faith group. They may be from any of these faith groups that believe in Christ in particular that we can come together with that we are commanded these are our neighbours that we must love so sometimes it's not always a physical actual neighbour and this is the importance that we um, place upon the spirit in comprehending words beyond just their normal flesh or normal worldly use that people might think of who are very soaked up in the world. It goes far beyond that in terms of the type of wisdom that God has for us and can share with us. So that's what it means to love God first, is to put God first. That's the spirit who gives us this power of discernment and this wisdom and clarity to understand such things as who really is our neighbour because not everyone who is your neighbour is a neighbour in Christ. And so it's vitally important that as we comprehend and as we walk in Christ, we are here in duty with a moral code of conduct to discern these things, to know who it is we are to share our time with and how to do that and also where to set boundaries.
St. John tells us not everyone is of Christ. You don't just bring everyone and anyone into your home or your personal space, the same as you don't bring them in to your heart. Where is the seat of God himself? And so therefore should be Jesus Christ. That is if you are a believer, of course, and you accept Christ and you're not a heretic who says the commandments to love God with all our hearts. That means to have God, to accept God in our hearts. It's very clear. Then if we are not a heretic and we actually do that, we keep God within our heart, we will have discernment of who is our spiritual neighbour in Christ and who is not and where the boundaries need to be. There are no boundaries required for our fellow worshippers in Christ. These are our neighbours in Christ, although they are on different levels of the paths of ascension and um, wisdom gathering or um, what their mission actually entails. And again, not, not everything is by the flesh. So what you see and what you think and what you you think to be true are not necessarily God's highest thoughts. God has the highest thoughts and the highest wisdom and therefore the ultimate truth. That is far beyond the grasp of any mere human being alone, but is given to us as we grow in depth and clarity with our relationship with the Holy Spirit that we are given. And this celebration coming up celebrates exactly that at Pentecost. So over these days, our different faith groups gather together that believe in Christ, our spiritual neighbours, and we love each other in that we come together across these different churches and faith groups, but all believing in the one God. And ultimately, the most important, um, the Redeemer of Christ. Vitally important for the real slim peace of Jerusalem, the inner Jerusalem. Jerusalem isn't just a place, the same as although we hear of Christ's ascension into heaven from the Mount of Olives and how people have gone to the actual physical location of the Mount of Olives. You simply just need to accept Jerusalem, the Israel of God, <clears throat> God, Christ within, to accept Christ within is to accept his people too. And it's not a physical requirement to go to a certain um, people or a physical requirement to go to a certain place. If you think of the word olive and not just what it means in a worldly sense of an olive, which we know about the Messiah and the oil from the olive. But we look at the spiritual side of that, then we begin to understand and open up the vastity of awareness on spiritual oil and the Messiah and the spirit of the Holy Spirit. That we don't have to transform and hold an olive in our hand. We don't need to crush one. We don't need to put physical oil or be on the Mount of Olives in the actual location of the place, but we need to be there in spirit with the spiritual oil of the Messiah and the acceptance of the Holy Spirit within. If we look at the word olive, 
all eternity live to live to be to be to simply to be and to do that is the surrender i have just spoken in english two major points maybe three but two major points which both of the groups over in the actual location um of jerusalem right now know or should know is what they're commanded to do to be and to live in Jerusalem in peace. Simply to be, instead of taking what the devil might use for harm or destruction, to steal that away from people, to simply be at that purest state of being is to accept Christ. And it can only happen once you accept Christ. Then you can be and live in that state of peace and understanding for the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the justice. There are two J's or J's. Jesus and justice, it's an equal balance where there is Christ. And it goes beyond our earthen understanding of what we might think of justice because it goes beyond the physical aspects and it goes beyond the sight. Um, it's like... Mm. It's like um, today we had a sermon on this about in places, you know, you would go to a certain place where they would be in, for example, the Mount of Olives and it would be such an amazing place because of what happened there before but yet there would be other things that would be seemingly not good happening. I'm not going to say what was said in the service today, but you can go and have a listen. Um, and yet we heard people do the same thing with regards to Jesus and also to David at times as well and say, you're doing this or you're doing that. That's the way it looked. But God and Jesus Christ are the law and are the justice and are... the ones who own that justice and who own everything. And so in that level of flow of awareness of beyond just what our physical sight might tell us, especially with regards to um, how it might be defined by the, um, the devil or the accuser, when you have Christ in personae Christi, in a reality, you can discern very properly as well. Therefore, with Christ in you, if Christ is in those others or the situation or not, or if it is the devil that is manifesting and making them do that, because sometimes that, that could indeed actually be the reality too. But it needs to be a position that's higher than that of just the physical senses of sight and what you think you see or what you think you know. 
Persona Christi gives us more awareness. It gives us more wisdom beyond just the seen world. Power and ability to discern properly and fully, wholeheartedly with great wisdom and clarity through God. It is a great gift. Glory to God. Ascension. Ascension is not a physical thing either. It's not you're just not gonna like climb up a mountain or stand in the tallest peak and find necessarily Christ there. Sometimes you go up stories <laughs> in a building and you find it gets more evil. It's beyond that of the type of ascension that we might think. Well, if I just got up into the clouds, it'll be a better place and and then all of a sudden the reality hits, you have popping ears and a sore head. It's not what you think it means on a worldly level. It's the clarity within the self, within the spirit, within the soul and the relationship with God in there. It is an inward, inner being, ascension. It's just one way of describing it using human words. But it has to be understood and felt only through the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, that does, as I said allow you to do those those things from the spirit to be, to live and to understand the peace of Christ. So here on this Ascension Thursday, um, I could read parts of the Bible with regards to this. And I was informed in the spirit. Um, goodness. And he that was over the house, and he that was over the city, the elders also, and the bringers up of the children, sent to Yehu saying, We are thy servants, and will do all that thou shalt bid us. We will not make any king. Do thou that which is good in thine eyes. And so, I think that, you know, this is um, a part of the Bible before Christ came into um, the world. But we have to really establish within our own hearts that 
God is that king. That's what they're saying there. They're not making a physical king, but we already have a spiritual and physical kingship in that of Christ. And we put, um, you know, Christ as the king of all kings, as our head. And that was reiterated today as well in the service, which is really lovely and, and very important to do so. Um, and that is when we know that we are uh, followers in and under Christ, when we see our king, our head, as being that of God, as being Christ. Jesus answered and said unto them, and this is from St. John, chapter 8, verse 14. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true, for I know whence I came and whither I go, but ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man, and yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. Verse 15. 